Hello and welcome to According to John. Today's topic, are ghosts real? Casper the friendly ghost, I grew up on him. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Did I hear something there? But, oh, there we go. Yeah, it's Halloween season, man. I hate this time of year. <laughs> People are decked out. They got their houses all decorated and ghosts and goblins and witches. Do you know and what kind of blows me away about that? Is you drive around and yards are full of ghosts, goblins, witches, skeletons, everything evil. And now at Christmas time, there's nothing out. There's just hardly anything out on oh, the what about What about uh, the snowman and uh, reindeer? And yeah, they got that too. <laughs> everything right? but Jesus. Every, every, everything but Jesus. Yeah, the only that what they really need, they completely miss. It's so sad. Yeah, it's, it is. And crazy. it's cranked. It seems like it's cranked up. I just came back from Western Pennsylvania, and I saw uh, driving through the night. I just it seemed like there was as many houses lit up for Halloween as you see a, for Christmas. It just and more. Yeah, it made me sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are ghosts real? I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to attempt to answer the question, are ghosts real? And of course, everything we do, we do according to scripture. What does the Bible say about ghosts? And here's the other thing that people want to know. Can the dead come back and talk to us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well... Open the Bible on that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Biblically, this is pretty straight up uh, thing. Not, uh, not really any kind. It's just people don't want to hear it. Right. We just want to have fun. We just want to kind of feel the mystery of a, of, of Halloween. The and man. <laughs> dress up in costume and let's pretend and do our fantasies together. And you fundamental Bible people trying to take our fun away. We ruin it. We take it away. We strip them down to nothing. And we invite them over. We'll give them some candy and tell them that Jesus loves them. Right. <laughs> what candy can we give them? Payday. Because uh, <laughs> Give them something good. If they accept Jesus, it's a payday. Uh, if they don't, they've been snickered. <laughs> well, the devil's not going to like what you got with the scripture verses you got lined up. John. No, you know, here's the thing. Uh, well, listen, you pray and then we we're going to, we're going to get into this. Yeah. Because we, de Oh, we definitely need we got something. We got, yeah, that's anytime you talk about Satan, <laughs> let's pray. Lord, uh, cover us with your blood, uh, drive out the spirit of evil and wickedness, uh, as we speak and, uh, from our minds and protect the hearers. Lord, we want to know, uh, who these spirits are, these fallen angels, these demons, uh, Satan himself. Lord, you've made very clear in Scripture what's going on, who they are, how they work, and how we should be innocent concerning evil. Let us learn all that um, you teach us about the enemy and not let the enemy uh, glorify himself to us. So anoint us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so... One of the things, and I and I had a family, and I love this family. They called me up one night and asked, "Can people f come back from the dead and talk to you, or influence you, or show themselves?" And I said, "No." Yeah. What about channeling and reincarnation and all right? that? Yeah. yeah, and that's no. <laughs> I mean, uh, channeling, yes, because those are evil spirits. 
And we're going to get into all that. And my whole point was, and, and when I talked to the family, and I was talking to um, the mom, and I said, listen, here's, here's where people have their biggest struggle. And, and if you're listening tonight, uh, today on this podcast, you may have the same struggle. These visions, dreams, the things that we see are so real that what we will do is we will depend upon our experiences over the word of God. Yeah. And then to get someone to disconnect from the experience and look at it from the spiritual aspect is very difficult to do. What you have prepared to do, uh, Pastor John, is to allow God to explain from his word what people are experiencing. I have here... Uh, a prophecy that I've, I've preached about a lot in the time of the end, the Bible said there'd be doctrines of devils and seducing spirits. spirits. So uh, Pastor John's going to show you here in a moment the scriptures how that what's really happening is demonic fallen spirits are, are ministering and coming upon people to deceive them, right. to give them something warm and bubbly and emotional. That's you the know? seducing part. Yeah, it's like, man, uh, you know, my 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 mama died. If my if my mama can come and visit me, I'm all about it. Right. But we know from the scripture, mama is in heaven, right. and if she and she's not coming back, and she's not coming back, and uh, well. Uh, Till, till Jesus comes, or second I go to coming. be with her. Right, right, the second coming. God's got that all figured out. I got mama for eternity. Right. But, you know. But she is not going to come back to earth right now and present herself. But when you do not know the scriptures, and you love your mama, and you have a dream, and it's so real, and right. it's like mama's there, and you just, you just, you're thrilled. You're absolutely thrilled. Well, because it, it fills the void yeah. of their absence. But God intended his promises right. to fill the void, not Satan's deceptions. Right. And people get so emotionally involved and so warm. And then we come along with the scriptures and, and share the truth, which will set you free. Right. Then they're like, I don't want to hear that because I love my mama. I can't listen to the Bible. So Satan is a seducing spirit. Right. Well, I'm jumping it, ahead here. I'm sorry. Well, and here, here's the thing. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is to answer the question, are ghosts real? We have to define some terms. Absolutely. If we define the terms, then that helps us as we go through this. So if the term means spirit beings, the answer is absolutely yes. They're real. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If the term means spirits of people who have died absolutely not the answer is no right because we have uh evil spirits and the bible makes it clear that there are spirit beings both good and evil and we did a podcast uh, a few weeks ago are angels male or female and we talked about angels and who they are and what they are whether uh angels good angels or fallen angels and the fallen angels, then they're demons. But these are the spirit beings that the Bible talks about fallen angels Mm -hmm. that are now called demons. I don't think anywhere in the Bible, it calls them ghosts. We know the King James Bible. They, for the, the word spirit, the Holy spirit, they use the word Holy ghost, which is kind of a, kind of a interesting translation. A lot of translations don't do that. But uh, I don't believe there's anywhere in the scripture that it calls demons ghosts. I don't think there is. 
I don't think there is, but the, the Bible negates the idea. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Negates the idea that the spirits of deceased, of deceased humans come back to the earth and haunt the Very, living. <laughs> absolutely. Biblically for sure. Clear. Very clear. Hebrews nine twenty seven declares that there's death and then judgment. It says, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. And so we see that they die and then they're judged, but they never come back. And if they come back, if human beings come back, then they haven't, they're, they're, then God's letting them run free. It, nowhere in scripture does it talk about that. As a matter of fact, if you read Luke chapter 16, in Luke chapter 16, it says where they're at. The Lazarus being the saved guy, he is in Abraham's bosom which means he is settled in there and he cannot leave. And he's comfortable. And he's, <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> he's, right? Yeah, and he and, doesn't want to come back. No. And then you have the rich man who is in a place of torment, mm -hmm. and he cannot leave. And we know he can't leave because and he he's, wanted to leave. He wanted out. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm in torment. Send Lazarus over to take a drop of water on his finger and touch my tongue. I am in torment. And then he even says, Send someone to my brothers because I don't want them to come to this place. So he we know he it. can't get out. He can't get out, yep. So that means when we die, you're either going to be in Abraham's bosom, if you believe Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, or you're going to be in a hot place of torment where the rich man was. Mm -hmm. And by the way, he wasn't there because he was rich. He was there because he didn't believe in God. Right, his riches had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, except for that—that that was his God. <laughs> right. Except that blinded him and bound him and right caused him to reject the gospel. But we see Lazarus didn't want to leave Abraham's bosom. I mean, and and he couldn't. And the rich man wanted to leave, but he couldn't. Yeah, it's just the enemy takes human affection and human experience. And, and a lot of times, these things happen in dreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, and God worked through dreams occasionally, but yep. it, the, the God dreams were always in line with God's word. Well, and here's the other thing. If you're going to have a dream, God is going to allow you to see him and what he's doing. God is not going to use a deceased sinful person to tell you a message. So it's the difference between human spirit that dies, departs, and goes somewhere and stays there. Uh, the place, the people in the good place don't want to leave, and the people in the bad place want to leave but can't. There's a the Bible says in that text, there's a great gulf fixed between the two. So enemy Satan comes along and deceiving spirits, Those seducing and, uh, spirits. ministers to people. Who's the Bible says Satan is an angel of light. He makes people think it might be God, and we're in actually going to hit the scriptures of that. Yeah, I keep jumping and. You're all right. That's all right. That's all right. So, so the so you lay it all out, and I just jump in. <laughs> Organization and somebody flies by the seat of their pants. Yeah. So that's what you oh, have. Shut up. Go ahead. I am it. organized. <laughs> I'm happy. <man. laughs> You're organized. I'm having fun. <laughs> My OCD's like, <sighs> shut up. Shut up dude. <laughs> well, so Hebrews nine twenty seven declares that is appointed unto men once to die, and then after that, the judgment. The result of the judgment is heaven or hell. We see in 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. 
So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. As long as we're living and breathing, we're in this body, we're absent from the Lord, meaning we're not in his presence, but it doesn't mean that God's not with us, just for clarity. It says, so, so we're always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. And then he goes on, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. I mean, Paul's like, man, we that's what we'd rather have. Mm-hmm. But as long as we're in this body, we're in this body. And when we're with the Lord, we're with the Lord. And there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in scripture do you find anything in between for humans. Philippians 1.23, for I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, right? He's like, I, man, I'd love to die and go yeah, be with Jesus. He, heaven doesn't scare me. I know, right? <laughs> I got more friends there. They're nicer. Yeah, <laughs> than I have here. yeah, we don't have to worry about the junk. But for hell, uh, for unbelievers, you have hell. Matthew 25.46, and this is... Christ's words. Jesus told it like it is. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Clearly, Christ is presenting two different worlds, heaven for the righteous and hell for those who deny him. Mm-hmm. Then we have Luke 16, 22 through 24. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Now, he's not in hell hell yet. Because he hasn't been judged through the great white throne judgment yet. So where is he at now? Well, listen, purgatory does not exist. I've heard this called like the county jail. You're locked (laughs) up. (laughs) You're in jail. You're waiting for the trial. And uh, they got everything on you. You are guilty. Mm -hmm. They got it. And when that takes place, then you're going to go from the jailhouse, the county jail, to the uh, state penitentiary. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so. that, that's a great way to look at it because here, you know, people are like, uh, I know Catholics say purgatory, but purgatory does not exist nowhere in scripture. And your decision that you make today, whether it be for Jesus or against Jesus determines whether you go to heaven or hell. Now this right here, and but but even Christians don't go to heaven when they die. They go to be with the Lord, but they're in Abraham's bosom mm-hmm. because we can't go to heaven until we're raptured and go through the judgment seat of Christ. Once we go through that, and of course, then we're found innocent, and then we are with the Lord forever. Here, the rich man is in what I believe, I'm telling you, I, I honestly believe this. I believe that he's in the desert, and the flame he's talking about is the sun, and it never stops beating on him. Wasn't comfortable. It wasn't comfortable. You know, just interject here. My wife was right. And real quick, I'm sorry, real quick. Because also they're on land because there's a great chasm. There's a great gulf that can't be passed. That's interesting. That's interesting. And they can look over and see one, and the other one can look over and see the other. Nobody's looking up and down. They're looking across. I believe, I believe, boy, this is 
another podcast, and we're going to talk about it one day. I believe that God uh, saved the Garden of Eden, and that's where the saved go when they die, paradise, the garden, and that the lost are in the desert where it's hot and miserable, and there's a great gulf fixed, and they look across one another, and so somehow God, you, you know, God can do anything, right? So he, nobody can, nobody's going to find this place because God can bring a delusion and they turn around and go the other way. I mean, whatever that looks like. I, and I know this could be a, for some a stretch, but look at the passage. And either way, they're locked into the place that they're at, whether with the Lord or in a place of torment, which would be the desert and the hot sun. That's the flame. Nobody's leaving it. They're locked in. They're locked in. I was going to say my wife, I was raised Italian, uh, Catholic, Detroit, parochial school, and um, she had heard uh, in those circles purgatory, and then she began to be introduced to the Bible, began to study it out, and this is one of the things that really brought her to Christ. The, she had heard a lot about purgatory through the years in, in those circles, and when it came time to look it up in the Bible, guess what? It wasn't there. It wasn't there, and that was really... no, and not even a, not even an insinuation. Oh, it's just it's just not even there. So, like the word rapture is not in the Bible, but you can clearly see the explanation or the insinuation of the rapture. And for for purgatory, nothing even nothing. close. And that really rocked her. So you see, she was a seeker, right? And she was she was a finder. And she wasn't looking, listening to ghosts and, uh, uh, you know, good witches to get a word from God. She was just going to the word of God. God made it clear from the passage you did. There's two places for believers, a happy place, a wonderful, comfortable place, paradise. And for unbelievers, uh, a hot and horrible place. And they're locked in. And so this truth, which offends somebody, helped bring her to Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when, when a lie is exposed... It has a tendency to capture your attention. Oh, boy, it did. She was like, well, if, if the church was wrong, Catholic Church was wrong on this, what, what else? else? And she began to really study the Bible. You know, little things like call no man on earth father. I, mean, I don't think it's talking about your dad there. Right. I think it's talking in a religious sense, and they, they did the exact opposite. And that's a minor thing. But right. nonetheless, it was a willingness to be directly disobedient to Scripture to put the teaching, the church, the above the scriptures. Well, and, that, and that's exactly what happened to the Catholic Church is the Pope is above the scriptures in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And then we are to call men we have no clue who they are, who are scripturally inaccurate, and we're supposed to call them father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's so neat. The, the truth sets you free. It, you seek yeah. the truth. You go to the Bible. You get your answers. But a lot of times people hold on to something warm and bubbly and emotional. You know, they ate too much pepperoni and they had a dream. It was a happy <laughs> dream. And so now they have they have something, a kind of a paranormal experience. Right. And it, it, it was good. I remember getting hypnotized. I thought, this is great. And yet it was taking me to a darker place, to a darker place. Yeah, because place. you know that hypnotism is uh, sorcery. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know that. Not I was into it. And I thought this was fantastic, yeah. but it was taking me to a dependence and a darker side. Mm-hmm. And then I had a biblical wake up and found out really what it was. I right. was subjecting myself to, to spirit uh, powers. And uh, I just. That's I not be, good, brother. I want to be submitted to the Holy right. Spirit. Right. So there's no possibility of remaining on earth in spirit form human beings. 
It's just there's no possibility uh, or as a ghost, hum, deceased humans as ghosts. As, as it cannot happen. Nowhere in Scripture does it happen. Nor are they angels. Right. They are not ghosts and they are not angels. And they're not angels. You know, well, Grandma died and she's not my angel. Yeah. No, the Holy Spirit will look out after you. You don't need Grandma. Well, and here's the other thing. If God sends an angel, because angels are messengers, mm-hmm. if God sends an angel... He is going to give you a message of righteousness. He is not going to present to you an angel in the form of your deceased loved one so that you only see your deceased loved one that you don't see God. Mm-hmm. Like God's not going to send you something to make you think of something else other than him. Yeah. We're not giving these truths to be mean. No. We're, we're giving these truths to be free. Yeah. So and as not we, de- and not deceived by the enemy. Exactly. And so um, the Bible teaches very clearly that there are spirit beings who can connect and appear in the world, our physical world. The Bible talks about that. But again, it is either angels or demons. And pretty, demons are the fallen angels. Pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so the uh, angels are spirit beings that are faithful in serving God. Angels are righteous, good, and holy. Demons are fallen angels, which we just said, who rebelled against God Demons are always, and it's never, ever, ever, there is no exception of this. Demons are always evil, deceptive, and destructive. But they may come to you as angels of light. Deceiving spirits, angels of light. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen through 15. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his his, His Satan's ministers, ministers mm-hmm. also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. I see that in the religious realm, satanic ministers <laughs> teaching people false things like, oh, if you're good enough, you can go to heaven. And I also see it in the spirit world, ministers of uh, the transformed uh, de- demonic spirits yes. transform themselves, angels of light. So I think uh, there's a, a dual application there. Yeah, and and you see it. Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, because he can do it, and him and the other fallen angels, they're equal. They make you think like they're good spirits. Yeah, but but I mean, they're listen. The fallen angels have the same ability that Satan has because they're all fallen angels. So therefore, yeah, they're teammates. They're teammates, and so therefore, Satan's ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. They will seduce you into believing that they are angels from God and you will fall for it and be deceived. And ultimately they take you away from God rather than bring you closer to him. Then when you get, when someone like me or you do go along and give them the scriptures, uh, the people, the scriptures, what happens is they're like, oh no, 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 my experience says this, and then you throw away the word of God, and the angels, these fallen angels, become angels of light that convince you that they're angels of righteousness, and then you deny the very righteousness of the word of God to follow the evil demon. It is the craziest, most truthful situation that we see happen. I call it the old switcheroo. The good guy was the bad guy, and the bad guy was the good guy. Yeah, so these demons appear as ghosts and impersonate a deceased human being. This is what they do. And it's definitely 
within their power and ability to do so according to Scripture. That's where the occult uh, doctrine, there's lots of different doctrines in the occult, but the doctrine of necromancy, calling back the dead, uh, <laughs> they're really not calling back dead people. Uh, they're presenting themselves as the dead people. The demons are, pre- exactly, that's what I was trying to say. The demons are presenting themselves as that person, and the people who summon them are thrilled by it. Well, because oh this goodness. is real. This is real. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. And you, you hear, like in high places, Hillary Clinton. Oh, she'll yeah. call somebody like uh, you and I because we believe it. We're pro life. I think. Pro- I think she's Satan's wife. Well, she calls. She calls <laughs> us deplorable all the while. She's channeling the spirit of Eleanor Roosevelt. That's a cult. Well, you know, activity, you, folks. You know, uh, Clinton's had in those from Wicca and oh, yeah, psychics yeah. and all that into the White House yeah. so they could summon from the White House spirits. Yeah, this is not anything that's, that's demonic. It's just it's just the way it is. Right. And this isn't some couple preachers just, you know, trying to find dirt on them. They're making the presentation. They do it with joy. Right. I've heard her talk about it. I've heard Bill Clinton talking about his wife summoning the spirit of Eleanor Roosevelt and who knows all else. That's necromancy. That is a, an in-your-face today, high people in high places doing what the Bible forbids and being deceived, being totally spiritually in the dark, right. and, and by their fruits you will know them. So this isn't just some kind of, uh, you know, uh, anti-Harry Potter thing. Right. This is, uh, this is uh, going to the Word of God, letting God explain what's happening in the spirit world. Right. And you know as Harry Potter makes the spirit world look, I have never watched any of them, but I'm guessing he makes the spirit world look acceptable. Oh, fantastic. And adventurous. Yeah. And uh, yeah. let your fantasy go. Right. And the good spirits... Let me tell you, those good spirits are demons. They're seducing They're spirits. Yeah, and it's captured a whole generation. You know, Satan's coming after the children. Yeah. It, yeah I, my wife was going through the uh, little things for the kids on our TV, and I don't know how that all works. And I was watching the other day, and some of them are really sweet and cute, and, but I looked at them, I said, wait, go slowly. And I started checking them off. Over 50% of them were direct occult activity mm-hmm. for our children it's a form of brainwashing yeah smurfs you know my kids watch smurfs a little bit and i paid no mention no mind to it and then i discovered where the smurfs came from is right out of the satanic bible actually names of of the characters did uh, not know that yeah a lot of the characters right from the smurfs cartoons were you right mean papa smurf no, <laughs> right out of the uh, satanic bible and they, they, you know, the cartoon technology is great, and they make it so the kids are just sucked in. And so, you know, you got, we're, we're the good spirits. Right. And uh, so they are coming after our children. Disney is completely given Oh, Disney this. is straight up evil. Well, I want to give the closest biblical example of a haunting. Now, not of ghosts, because we've already established ghosts don't exist. They're evil fallen, seducing spirits uh, of angels, not people. And so the closest biblical example of a haunting is found in uh, Mark 5, 1 through 20. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. This guy was possessed. 
who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even the chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken into pieces, neither could anyone tame him. Verse 5 goes on, says, And always night and day he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying out, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. Because demons need somewhere to live. In animals, they prefer people. They prefer people, right? And then it says, at once Jesus gave them permission to enter the unclean. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000 And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it to the city and in the country, and they went out to see what was happening. They came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it had happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Here, Jesus saves a man, cast out the demons that were causing a haunting for the people. The people see that this man now is in his right mind, has now saved, and they beg Jesus to leave the area. Yeah, they prefer the the wicked. They prefer prefer the demonic. They prefer the, the haunting. fantasy, the haunting. It's so cool. It's Halloween, John. You know, and then Jesus comes with truth, sets the guy free, sets him free, and he's 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 a good guy now. And they just and they want him gone. They get out of here. And that's kind of nothing's really changed. It's kind of that way in the world, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And so in verse eighteen, so seventeen, they asked Jesus to leave. Verse eighteen, and when Jesus got in the boat, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said, "Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he has had compassion on you." And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all the, all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Some things we really see in that passage is uh, Jesus is bigger than the boogeyman. Oh, my, yeah, right. That's what we should t- uh, title this, Jesus is bo- bigger than the boogeyman. We see that the demons are under, the oh, they're obedient mm-hmm. to God every right. time. And um, we see that uh, Jesus breaks that power over people. And... Um, we and and we, people... we see how the demons used a man to, to haunt and to terrorize the town, the people. And they, it seems like they kind of liked it. It was kind of spooky to go out to the cemetery where the crazy man is. Well, and what do we do today? Listen, I remember as a kid, man, the biggest thing on Halloween night or on a full moon is to go to the cemetery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. I used to take my friends, Sick. we'd get wasted and go out to the, i take them to my grandma's grave. <laughs> my grandma was the one that prayed that prayer. <laughs> Dear Lord, I'm old. I did not have you in my heart. I, uh, I have no money, no time, no talents to give you, but I have many grandsons. She wrote this prayer May, uh, May uh, 6, 1962. 
I was uh, eight years old. I have many grandsons. Please save one of my grandsons and call him into the ministry. And God answered the prayer. And God answered a prayer. Isn't that I used crazy? To, I used to go to the cemetery, high as a kite, with my <laughs> friends, midnight on the haunt, on the full moons in the fall. Crazy, but you see, there's that spirit battle that's going on. Right. Satan's battling to to take right. people unto himself, and he'll use anything he can to deceive people to create some kind of an affectionate thing in the spirit world outside of God's boundaries. Well, and what what we see here is. Demons possessed a man and used a man to haunt the graveyard and the people. But there are no ghosts involved. Nowhere in Scripture will you see ghosts. You will see demons possessing people, demons doing crazy things or what looks to be good things, but they're demons. There's no ghosts. There's demons are interacting with people as people are involved in occultic activity. Jesus said, if you seek me, you will find me. Satan kind of says the same thing too. You seek me, I'll show up. I will show up. And and that's rem- that Ouija board. Yeah. I, Dude, people I, use the Ouija board to seek Satan. I, I dated a girl in high school and she got involved in, um, uh, what do you call it, with the stars and uh, astrology. astrology. And it was kind of innocent, cool, you know, hippies to each his own. We all kind of mess around with Eastern mystical things. And she got into it. And uh, she got so weird, I'd call her and she'd say, I have to, hey, you want to go out Friday night? And I'll have to see what the stars are saying. <laughs> and it, it was, yeah, for real. I was like, it broke my heart because she was really cute, you <laughs> know. And, uh, she, and seriously, I they took the stars over are in line. Let's go out. And, and, and uh, it, w- it was really weird. And uh, it was like it didn't have anything to do with reality. Now it had everything to do right. with how the stars are aligned in Sagittarian. And then what they're, they're really saying is, what is Satan giving me permission to do? That's yeah, what she was saying. Ab- yeah. Ab- absolutely. And it was like soon after she graduated from high school, she just made total shipwreck of her life. She had a mental a breakdown as these spirits are just wrecking her, just right. like this guy we see in the scripture here. Right. So when people start fooling around with the occult, they, they don't realize how dangerous this is. And they, they don't realize how powerful it is seducing spirits. They have paranormal experiences, which I had in my Eastern mystical mess around days as a hippie. But you have to say, wait a minute, what is that? What, who are these spirits? What are these experiences? And then I went to the word of God as a young guy. And, uh, I, the scriptures, just exactly what you're sharing today are the things that explained it to me right. and set me free. Well, you know, you talk about how, the spirits wrecked their life, uh, wrecked this girl's life, right? John 10, 10 is very clear. Demons only seek to kill, uh, steal, and destroy. John 10, 10, and this is the words of Christ, the thief, and we know the thief is Satan and his cronies. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And then the next verse in verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his, for the sheep, but a hireling, right? There's one that has no investment comes along and wants to scatter the sheep and wants to overwhelm and conquer the sheep and that's what satan does but these are evil spirits not ghosts 
but evil spirits, not return, not people that have returned from the dead, but evil spirits being fallen angels that come in and produce what appears to be ghostly activity. When my daughter was uh, about 13, 14, uh, my firstborn went from Christian school to public school. She was the odd man out and, uh, in her public school. And but she be, she's a, a wonderful, beautiful, godly, intelligent, successful girl. And in time, some of the people, girls started being in, in, interested in her and invited her out to an overnight, uh, you know, what do you call it, slumber party overnight. Yeah, yeah. And I, she was afraid I wouldn't let her go. And I didn't want her to go because these are all lost kids and they're, they're, you know, they're pagans and they're not, you know, they're not evil. I mean, they're not dangerous. I didn't want her to go because they're all pagans. Yeah. And, and just being, being honest. But, and no, I she would, so just, I, she thought she was going to be mad at me. And then you, then you tried to make them sound good. So I set her down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Johnny. I'm just trying to be Mr. Nice Guy here, but I got a little radical streak to me too. I discern spirits, and my daughter was like 13, and she's not. So I said, I'm going to let you go because if I don't let you go, I'm going to be the bad guy. Right. But here's what you're going to run into. They're going to get on the phone, and they're going to call boys, and they're going to hang up. And somebody's going to be so bold as to talk. And I said, they're going to go through all that because that's just that's the way it's it was when we were there. Yeah, that's what you do. So I said, then about a, around 11 o'clock or towards midnight, they're going to break out the Ouija board or the tarot cards, and they're going to, they're going to start having these spiritual things. Ha, ha, ha. And, uh, oh no, dad, these are, these are good. They're, they're Catholic girls, whatever. They're good girls. They wouldn't, that's because my daughters were aware of this. They're pagans. Now they're Catholic (laughs) girls, dude. You just keep getting in deeper. (laughs) Go ahead. These are the facts, dude. You're enjoying it, man. I know you are. These are the facts. And so no, just for the record, I'm not calling anybody out. (laughs) (laughs) It's my turn today. (laughs) So I let all out for no dad. It won't be that way. So she goes to the thing. And guess what? It was exactly exactly that way. that way. So around midnight, when they're down there playing on the Ouija board, she's trying to talk them out of it. They think she's an idiot. There was another Christian girl there named Corrine, and they hooked up, and they went, and they kind of got in another room, and they became best friends for the rest of their days through school. So these two Christian girls hooked up. But it's just how – and those girls were – unbiblically prepared they just right. haven't yeah fun. they were just having fun to them it was just fun yeah yeah, yeah just innocent having fun, fun. And, yeah. but and some of them along the way nothing happens most of the time they just play ha 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 and maybe some the wind or the the curtain moves and they get all freaked out ha ah, they but when people do that along the way they the open the show door up. they oh there you go that's what i was trying to say they open the door to the next paranormal experience and you know, but, Jesus. but it's not. And not only do they say they do it then, and they don't touch it again. Twenty years later, Satan knows how to capture them, because they, they opened the door when they were thirteen. Now they're, you know, now they're thirty-three, and Satan still knows the exact door that they're willing to look into. Yeah, my sister had some experiences like that with parapsychology, and um, she. Um, was it at science fair at Ohio state university. And she had this, she was valedictorian of her class. She was wicked smart. And so the guy that, um, was wicked her judge, and smart or just really smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's really smart. <laughs> 
Give me a break, Johnny. I'm on a roll today. You're just making fun of me, man. <laughs> I'm getting so bold. When I get really out there right, bold, right, you, get, you get so happy. We're talking about demons. You call your sister wicked smart. Wicked smart. <laughs> yes, it's influence. It's even influenced me. So the guy, he read through Earth report, parapsychology, mind reading, telepathy. And he said, one question, do you believe this? Well, according to Case Western Reserve Research, 1958 to nine. No, no, no. What? do you think do you believe this and she said she was kind of frightened he pulled up a card she could see the back she looked at him said ace of ace of spades ace of spades three of diamonds 10 cards in a row he looked at it looked in her eyes she, she knew she what knew it was it. she said i quote i felt ice water go through my veins i ran to the ladies room he gave her the lowest grade possible she went home and burned it it was like Satan and was making a, a, a bid to bring her into the paranormal, something that is very real. Very Par real. Paranormal is real. Dude, is I just demonic. got goosebumps. And so did she. She was terrified. She went home and burned it and never went back to that ever again. But you see, that was a direct satanic bid. That's how these seducing spirits work. Yeah. So I'm sure he was possessed. Well, he was a head. Uh, he was uh, uh, in Ohio State University in the philosophy department, and he was practicing in the occult. He was a, a what do you call it, a warlock? A yeah, so he was possessed. Oh, I believe he was. Yeah. I believe he was. Yeah. And my sister was like 15 years old, what didn't know Jesus, didn't know the scriptures, but there was just a sense of evil. And what would you attribute? Some people would be sucked into that paranormal, right. and she rejected it. Right. All I can say is Grandma prayed for us. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing that we got to remember is demons will do anything in their power to deceive people Huge and to point. lead people away from God, which is the only reason why they're deceiving them. Not because they care about you or they want to empower you. They just don't want you to get near God. I think that's why we're doing this podcast. I think so. The likely explanation of ghostly activity today is that demons will do whatever they can to get you to deceive you and get you away from God. Mm -hmm. So whether it's called a ghost, a ghoul, right, goblins, poltergeist, if there is genuine evil spiritual activity, it's the work of demons every time. Old Testament, New Testament, church age, today. Demons. Always the same. Yeah, so how about this? What about instances in which ghosts act in positive ways? Angels of light. Remember, we talked about Casper that earlier. The friendly ghost. <laughs> the good witch of the north. So how about this? And you, you brought this up a little bit. Uh, what about psychics who claim to summon the deceased loved ones and gain true and useful information from them? How does that happen, right? And we have to remember the goal of demons is to deceive. And so the demons knew your deceased loved one. And so they can easily impersonate them, easily tell the psychic truth. And then the psychic tells you, and you're like, how did, how would they know that? How would they, how explain to me how they would know that if it wasn't true? Oh no, the information's true, but the process to get it to you, is evil pure evil 
I call it, you know, God gives prophecies in the Bible and no other books do that. There's accuracy because God sees the past, present, and future. I'm not a prophet, but even though I'm not a prophet, I can give intentions. Right. I intend to come back next Thursday and podcast with you. So when I show up next Thursday, it's not a fulfilled prophecy. It's a fulfilled intention. Right. Satan knows a lot about us. Demons have a lot of junk on us. And just like, well, because the demons watch what we do, they watch what we watch. They watch, listen, and not only that, but if you look at something and you get a reaction that you like it, the demons realize your reaction and they know, and now they know your weaknesses and they set you up. Yep. And so somebody goes outside of God's boundaries to summon the dead and say, it's a psychic, uh, uh, crystal ball, however they do it. And then the, the, if you seek Satan, he's going to show up. His demons will show up. They know all about you. They can tell you things that make you feel great. They can tell you their intentions. And then the, the next week, the next month, they do in your path. Remember, Paul said, Satan hath hindered me. Satan is active. Demons are active in our lives to, to look, trick look, us and, up. And demons will fight the good angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember, remember the delay? Um, Daniel and Daniel. Yeah. I, listen, I, I tried to get this information to you sooner, but there was a great fight, a great battle in a the great, spirit world. Yeah. A great war demons and spirits warring over us. And, and so I, I remember Jeannie invited me out to church. My shop teacher pulled me into the office, uh, at school and said, Hey Duke, you know, you're kind of a leader. And I, I, he said, at ease, you know, this isn't, you're not in trouble, which is unusual. <laughs> and he said, at ease. So I lit up a cigarette in his office. No, not that, that much at ease. And he said, I know you're a leader and he's appealing to my ego. You can throw a party and give 10 minutes notice. What do you have? 50 people show up? I said, maybe a hundred. He was appealing to my ego. And he said, I'm part of this little group. And he said that you'd be young. We're always looking for younger recruits. Uh, people who are leaders would teach one another leadership skills. And he said, you could learn from the older people. The older people could learn from you because you understand your generation. And uh, I just blew him off. Turns out, it was an occult thing. He was a, he was a warlock trying to draw you in. As the Holy Spirit was drawing me to Jesus to church, Satan was drawing me in right. to the occult. Yeah, and you got to remember go. this: God uses angels and spirits, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. good spirits, to draw us to Him, yep. so that we could have life and have life everlasting. Satan uses fallen angels and evil spirits to present themselves as righteousness or good to draw us to him so he could destroy us and steal from us and ruin our lives and keep us away. Number one goal, keep us away from God, keep us away from God. Yeah. Again, right. You have to remember that the goal of demons is to deceive and they'll do whatever it takes to deceive you to follow them and walk away from God all the time. And if, Revealing truth to a psychic captures you when you hear it. They are more than willing to keep revealing more true information so that you will keep following the lie and the deceit rather than follow God. Because the Bible will tell you that's not real, but your experience says it is real, so I'm going to follow that because it's my experience. And then Satan's got you right where he wants you. So even good and true information, if it comes from an evil source with evil motives, can you be used to mislead, corrupt, and to destroy you? When you have interest in the paranormal, which, by the way, is becoming more and more common. 
Absolutely. Oh, my everywhere goodness. Everywhere on TV. Oh, it's everywhere, right? Psychics, seances, tarot cards, mediums, they're becoming the norm. Crystals hanging on everybody's little, uh, from their car. Yeah. And human beings, or as human beings, we are becoming, and we are, I think, because God, God's put it in us. To be innately aware. We are spirit beings. Because we are spirit beings. We're connected to the spirit world, no matter what, right? Angels had to make their choices. People have to make their choices. Sadly, instead of seeking the truth about the spirit world, by communing with God and studying his word, many people allow themselves to be led astray by the evil World. You see, we are framing all of our thinking about the spirit world from the word of God. We're embracing God and we're rejecting evil. They do exactly the opposite. They embrace this, this spirit world um, as Satan unfolds it to them, defines it for them, and then they, uh, they view the scriptures through Satan's vantage point. They see the scriptures as being restrictive. You guys can't go here. You guys can't do that. And they view, right. they wind up viewing that, which is good for us right. as evil and what is evil as good. It's a, a, a brainwashing, a satanic brainwashing. Yeah. And when, when Satan realizes that the unbeliever will hold on to their experience greater than what they will, the word of God. Yeah, he's got them. He's got them, and he'll keep giving them more and more experiences to keep convincing them that that is the reality. And then at the end, they find out they've been deceived. But by then, it's too late. Hey, guys, I hope this has helped you. I'm praying that you hear this podcast, you look into the scriptures, study this out for yourself, and you will see that Satan's going to do all he can to drag you down and take you to hell with him. I pray that you see the truth and that truth leads you to Jesus. And then you pray and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You believe unto him. Amen. Give your heart to him and be delivered from the evil world. Hey, if this has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless.